What's up, world? You are now listening to the Power Post Game Report back again for another semester. Uh, your boys, I myself am Triple D, and of course, with me as always is this is Carlos D. What's good, my man? What is good, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Um, right now, we're we're gonna give you the Cliff Notes edition because um, we we missed class last week. Uh, we both had some some technical difficulties, but we back. Uh, we, you know, we got registered, and uh, we we in here. Uh, how things going with you, man? Okay, good play, man. Happy to be back. Uh, you know, I always forget how much I miss podcasting when I don't get to do it for a while. Right. Uh, so I'm just happy to be back. I got a new laptop finally, and I think I'm ready to go, man. Ready to get into this power. What's up? With you? See what's going on with the Tahadas, Tariq. Uh, what you call them? The janky, the janky, janky lawyers. lawyers. Um, the white people. <laughs> the new ball head Mexican. I shouldn't say Mexican because oh I don't know if he's Mexican. The I thought that was the damn um, Lorenzo when they yeah, first I started. He yeah, <laughs> I definitely thought he got out too. Well, we getting back into all the good, the goodness of this show, the silliness, the good parts, the bad parts, the stuff that make me scratch my head. Um, but I'm ready, man. How you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, same thing. Um, uh, you never know how much you miss podcasting until you hit that record, and um, and it's go time. Um, so you know, if you're new to the, if you're new to this, um, I would hope you'd go back and check out the other stuff. But uh, we cover Power Book Two Ghost, and uh, we normally do a deep dive. And, you know, if we if if this was class, we'd be those guys to give you the detailed notes. But like I said, we were both kind of kind of got caught lacking last week. Um, him with the new laptop, me with the new space, and unable to watch um, the the episodes. And uh, we're going to give you the cliff notes, the important stuff. But we'll be returning to our, our deep dive format next week. So it's been some months. Courtney Kemp and 50 Cent have been busy pumping out shows. Uh, we might as well dive in. What did you think of the uh, the intro, the, the power verse? Hold on. Remind, I, I swear I don't watch the start. I don't watch before. I skip through everything. I skip the previously really? on. I skip the credits. So what, oh, what's man. that? What's, what's that? Okay. So you've seen, you if you've ever watched, you've watched a Marvel movie, right? And yeah. You know course, how course. it does a little, you know, the little page flipping and then it shows Marvel across the screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got their own little version of that uh, where it's a bunch of chess pieces and bullets because, you know. And it says Power Universe, like they, it's official. Um, I don't know if they were doing this for for raising Canaan. Um, yes, I'm throwing my my card on the table. I've not watched Raising Canaan yet. Um, I'm going to binge it at some point. Uh, but yeah, they they they've kind of staked their claim as the new universe on the block. Um, I thought it was a good look. It, it took some getting used to. At first, I thought they had changed the theme song again, but mm-hmm. no, this was not the case. It's just letting them know that they're official. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's wild. Um, but, I mean, at this point, they do got enough shows that they could have their own little yeah. universe. I mean, they had yeah. the original show that was very successful. I think went six seasons. Um, I did watch Raising Canaan. Um, I, I actually thought, it was, I thought I wasn't going to like it. I thought I was kind of done with power, um, but it was actually a pretty good series. Um, and then they got this one and then they, Tommy's coming, uh, yeah. I think in the, the early part of 2022. So they basically going to have power on all year round, just kind of running every 10 weeks, a new right. episode, new, a new version. 
so I'm for it. Uh, right now, I, I still haven't been disappointed in any project that I don't want to watch it. Uh, of course, I love the, fir the first series into the end. The last season wasn't very good, but love that one. Um, like I just said, was a fan of Kanan. And then was kind of nervous. And we talked about this, of course, last year. Kind of nervous that Power Book 2 was going to be not good and end up mm -hmm. enjoying that thoroughly. Um, it actually yeah. ended up liking characters that I like Tariq. By the end of the Power, he was like, hate it. But I think he did enough in Power, the first season in Power Book 2, to make you understand him a little bit more and make him a little bit more relatable. Um, so I'm ready for the universe. I'm, I'm into it. Uh, it's the only reason I have stars. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Before we, we just so you guys know, we're going to be going over both episodes. Episode 1, Free Will is Never Free, and Episode 2, Selfless Acts, with a question mark at the end. Um, before we get into it, um, any any particular expectations for this particular season? Um, I don't know. I don't know about expectations. I do have some stuff that I want to happen, and I don't know if they are going to do that. Um, I really wanted them to get away from characters we met in the original Power. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought they had did a good job of that, wrapping up the Tasha story because we need to understand she's still alive, so we need to know where she is. Um, but I feel like they're still going back to establish people a little bit too much and we'll talk about it a little bit late when they reintroduce like sax is still around um they they bring tate back so I'm, i want them to kind of really flesh out new characters that aren't necessarily tied to the original show um so that we are really expanding the universe and not just really building off of people we already know or just kind of commit to stories that don't really make sense given this new environment without a ghost without a tasha uh, so that's what i really want them to do a lot moving forward and into the later seasons as, as the show continues to grow. Okay. All right. With that being said, let's dive on into the episode one. We get, uh, we get some remorse. We get some, some aftermath and up until a certain point, you, it makes you wonder where does this pick up from where we last left off? Um, of course, you know, spoiler alert. If, I mean, honestly, if you're listening, you obviously know what's going on. But uh, where we last left this series, uh, world's worst professor, uh, Jabari Reynolds, was gunned down in the park and finished off by uh, Tariq to the approval of Kane. And it pretty much ends there. Uh, but we, it picks back up with a flashback to, I believe, was this... Well, I, this could have just been all mental like mental imagery but i do remember him having to go to a furnace and you know burn the clothes on the phone but i don't think that's what he was wearing when he shot ghost but we get we get uh tariq just kind of you know dealing with the aftermath of his of his recent actions um and he's he's going through it uh what did you think about that introduction scene to bring us back up to speed uh i think this is good for tariq because it's showing because i I was kind of troubled towards the end when he was just kind of doing stuff when it didn't really have any rhyme or reason. And I was trying to realize that is he really a good guy anymore or, or could he possibly be good? So the fact that he is showing some remorse or some, I don't know if it's hurt feelings or some uneasiness about the fact that he had to kill his professor, I think that's a good sign for him. Um, it shows that he isn't just this total psychopath or sociopath in the line, in the, in the, like the makers of a Canaan where he just would do anything, kill anybody, in order to meet his, to suit his needs. And I think Tyreek will do that, but the fact that he has some remorse about it is a positive sign. Um, so hopefully he isn't just this, isn't too far gone forever. 
Because I, I still don't understand his long-term game plan. I understand why he needed to be a drug dealer before. Um, but now that his mother is free, I know he has some type of debt to the Tejadas. So that's going a reason to keep him in the game. But he should really still be trying to find a way to dial himself back, especially as he's starting to matriculate through college. Right. Right. Absolutely right. Uh, this gives way to him, of course, trying to figure out what to do with the burner phone because this is, you know, this is his only line of communication to his mom who's now in WITSEC. Uh, this, give, you know, is interrupted by Yes with some lines and some agency about to burn the house down. And uh, we find out that she's cooking her own breakfast because grandma is hitting the bottle. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that choice? I mean, it was odd because it, it, we've seen the grandma many times over the years and they never made it played out that she had any type of issues. Um, exactly. So, but so not to jump into season two, I mean, episode two, but it, they kind of explained a little bit more episode two that she, I guess, is feeling all the weight yeah. of the stuff. Go for it. We're, we're going to cover it all. We're Ghost being all. gone, you know, the father dying, and that caught off a bigger her resource because mm-hmm. uh, she was dependent on Tasha and Ghost for her living and her well-being. And I think that, that kind of took her for a loop. Um, the fact that she, her daughter's gone, not dead, but it witness protection could possibly never see her again. Because uh, you can't just, it's not like you can be a witness protection and bounce back and forth or keep communicating with people from your past. Um, and then the fact that she, and she says, I'm 62 years old, I'm old. But now she's responsible for still giving guidance to Tariq, who's an adult, but raising a little kid. Uh, we still don't know how old Yaz is. They never really fully established her age, but she's less than 10 years old. She might be about eight or nine years old. I mean, eight years old, something like that. So that's a lot for somebody who is 62, who has already raised their children, was probably looking to kind of dial down their life and now to be responsible for a brand new child. I can see why that could bring the pressure of starting to drink or not being able to cope. Um, so I understand it because they never really talk about any other family outside of Tasha. I don't know if she has other kids or other people just taking the stress off of her. So that's I think that's why she hit the bottle. Where am I got so, a lot going on? Before, before he asks if she's been drinking, and that's the other thing, like it, it's, it's almost a little head scratchy because he asks, you know, like it, just like you said, we know that that Yaz is like probably under 10, but she was coherent enough to say it's getting worse. Like that, a nine-year-old doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the nine-year-old doesn't say that. I'm pretty sure the actress is probably like 13, 14. But like a nine-year-old doesn't say, oh, it's getting worse. Like, uh-uh. But before he asked that, my thought was, just from her being like kind of bewildered and everything, I thought maybe her mind was going, like maybe Alzheimer's was setting in, which is scary and sad in Mm -hmm. itself. Um, And honestly, you know, just my personal opinion, I'd almost rather that than to make her borderline an alcoholic. Right. Um, I can see that because I was thinking that too as well. I thought the first thing was like, say, just her health. She got cancer or she, like I said, has dementia or has something that's going to prevent her from taking care of Yaz to force Tariq to kind of be more of a... a, Because Tariq basically... I won't say he abandoned his family because he was still making money to try to help his mom, but he spends very little time with his little sister, yeah. if any at all. Um, and I get it. He, you know, he got a lot going on too. Drug dealing, school, you know, all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah. so I, I'm interested to see where it's going to go because they can't really do much with a child. There's never going to be a point where 18 year old is going to be like raising the child by herself. Right. Um, you know, that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't really fall in line with the show, but I'm interested to see where they are going with big mama and, and the jazz story. 
So speaking of turmoil, we got some Tejada turmoil, which, you know, what else is new there? Um, and we can we can kind of snowball most of it. Uh, we got Kane on one side doing the most, as usual. Still hanging out with Lil Guap because I guess it's beneficial. Um, and we get introduced to Mecca, who at first, in, in his introduction, I was like, okay, maybe he's... You know, they're just kind of introducing him as this guy who could be possibly like an informant or something like that. Um, to which he he pretty much proves that nah, that ain't that ain't it. Um, we got we got Diana and and Monet trying to keep business moving after killing um what was dude's name Rico. Rico, yes. Jackie Long. Yeah. Dang. It would have been nice to see him in a few more episodes, get some more screen time, but, you know. He got. You know how power do. They kill you in a heartbeat. Uh, what do you think about the reintroduction to the Tejadas and just, you know, picking up where, where they left off? Uh, I mean, that was just my quick, real quick, the Mecca thing was my first head scratch of the, of, of the season. Like, yeah, the fact that they just killed somebody in broad daylight in the middle of the oh my God. thing. Oh, my God. This show, I mean, I get it's probably easy to film a show in the daytime because you ain't got to worry uh, about the lights and shutting stuff down. Well, come on. Make it make sense. There's no way yeah. that these people who are um, long-time people in, in, in illegal activities are just going doing brazen murders in broad daylight and just walking away like nothing happened. Even if the people are trying to rob them. I mean, I guess that would that, that, be their justification. Well, somebody was trying to rob them. That's why he shot them. But it doesn't make any sense to me. So it, it was a head scratcher. Um, yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah. I felt the same way. And it literally went down at the moment that I realized that that wasn't Lorenzo. I was like, right. Oh, they look so much alike. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, w I was right there with you. Like, it looks like it's 1230 in the afternoon. Like, y'all, you know, y'all get into a full on brawl slash shootout and leave two dudes dead in the street. Like, yeah, I, I was right there with you. Um. So we get the reintroduction of our janky lawyers, the new spinoff. I'm ready for that. Book six. <laughs> uh, Sachs is being, um, you know, welcomed into his new his new place of employment. Um, we got Davis being the, the scumbag that he is, um, and pretty much just kind of letting him know that like it's it ain't what it was. Like you you don't work for the um, the ADA or AUSA anymore. Like, it, it's about looks. It's about image. And uh, just kind of helping him embrace his inner sleaze bag that we already knew was there, but he's just helping, you know, help him bring it out to the surface a bit more. Um, and a little jump forward. I remember seeing it in the preview, but I didn't think we was going to get Red Man this quick. What'd you think? Yeah, that was a, a big um, shock. Because, um, I, you know, I don't read a lot of internet reports or stuff about it. So I didn't know he was going to be a part of the show. Um, but I'm, I'm glad. I like Redman. I like Redman and Meth together. There's a reason why they do projects, so many projects together. They got great chemistry. Um, and it's also good that they're giving more to Davis's backstory. Yeah. Um, we we learned that this is his brother. He's clearly in jail. And he's trying to get him. He's trying to find a way to get him out of jail. Um, so I'm glad they're giving us a little bit more about Davis other than, you know, I'm I'm a shiesty lawyer that's just right. trying to charge as much as I can for my services. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, we also see that, like, Davis is still pretty shysty, and he's using sacks somehow. He's going to use sacks somehow to help get his brother out. So, noble cause, but, you know, janky lawyers. Oh, um, I mean, that's his M.O. I'm not yeah. expecting him to be all of a sudden a, a whole new person. Yeah. So, let's get into some campus business. Uh, we th- This is where we find out this. This is literally a day or so after the shooting. Right. Which... I thought was up until that point, I thought it was a whole new semester, but like they kind of treat it like it's a new semester. Cause I don't know if they actually like had finals or anything in last season, but like it felt like a new semester. Although the, given the events, this literally, you know, uh, Jabari was, was killed probably a day or two prior. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point they hadn't even found his body. I don't think Exactly. Exactly. Well, maybe they had just found his body. Um, but that, you know, that just kind of led me more to even when they found out he was dead, they didn't even cancel the classes. <laughs> like, they were still, they, they, they got a new oh. teacher, like, in a week. Oh, uh, it's very disrespectful. Really? I mean, one yeah, time, right. when I was in college, one of my professors actually died. You know, he, he wasn't murdered. He was just an old man, and he died. Um, so maybe they, maybe they don't cancel classes because it was one of those classes where, like, I, I showed up whenever I showed up because it was just easy to pass because he was like this old senile man who was just kind of, if you showed up enough and passed some tests, he was going to give you a good grade. Mm-hmm. So I come strolling to the class like at, it was a, like maybe, let's, let's say it was an hour, and, hour and a half class. I showed up like 15 minutes before the class was let, about to be let out. Mm-hmm. And I walk in because I'm used to doing that in his class and it's a new lady there. And she was like, uh, <laughs> okay, take your seat or whatever. And she was like, I was like, well, uh, I missed it. Clearly, I was late. What happened to the guy? She was like, he's dead. He passed away. And then she was like, please don't be late again. And I was like, okay. But yeah, they don't. They didn't cancel class. But I feel like if somebody is murdered, they're going to cancel some classes. That's different than yeah. some old man passing away. Exactly. I feel like in today's world where they, they'll shut down school for anything. Not to say that, you know, that's not a noble reason. But like, I, I now that you really mentioned it, I'm surprised they didn't at least give them a day or something like that. Um but the only other thing that kind of threw me off just a little bit, and it's it's just, you know, a whole it's a continuity thing. If you, you know, semi paying attention, um, I would have believed it more if this was a new semester because, you know, there'd have been some time off in between. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeke been in the gym. Zeke got a little buff because, mm-hmm. you know, he was a tall dude in the previous season, but like he's in the gym and, you know, he's got his his intensity face on um, that he picked up from uh, the actor that plays two bit snarl. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, Zeke look a little buff. He, he been getting his, his beef on and uh, it's, it's time to make a decision. You know, do we go, do we stay and get a little more time in on the, on the floor or do we go ahead and go for the draft now? Um, any, any, news on anything you want to add about that or you want to get into this class not, not really just, just real quick this is nothing about the timeline and, and why I can't po- properly glad, grasp like how much time has passed on these shows because I feel like they had just started the college season and now all of a sudden he's already talking about the draft but it's still right. winter right you know it, it's still cold out missed, yeah you talked about the time he missed on the floor which I was like well that was when he was academically ineligible yeah, but he played in a game. Yeah, he, he yeah he played in some games, yeah. um. But normally players don't declare for the draft when the season is still going on. And exactly. as you know, college college hoops doesn't end until 
April, March and April, if you make the tournament. So it's not that big a deal, but it's maybe it is a it, quote unquote spring semester because it did like I don't I don't know and like it's, this might be one of those if I had the the time or effort go I'll go back and watch but I feel like there was snow on the ground wasn't it? And some things they're worse. I think they did. There's definitely snow on the ground, cold. and I don't feel like there was when Reynolds got shot. Maybe he got shot, snowed, Jeez. and they just maybe they found his body weeks later or something like that. But um, yeah, that was that was an interesting thing to throw at Z because I was wondering when he was going to pop up. Um, but yeah, on to class. And and this is when we 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 really find out that they have no idea that he's dead because he's not there to start the class. Oh yes, and, I remember now. Um, she was calling him on the phone. Right. Okay. So th- we don't know he's dead at this point. Okay. Right. So um, we go to class and we find out that somewhere along the line they diversified this class. I don't know if you peeped it, but the class is way more diverse than it was last season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an Asian dude in there. There was an Asian girl in the background. Um, the snarky white girl is still there. Uh, they added, I think, a, a a guy of God. Don't drag me. Hispanic descent, Latino. Yeah. Shoot. Let's just say that. Yeah, whichever one is correct. Um, and but they got rid of the black dude. That was oh yeah, yeah, shot yeah. Shot on I was like, wait a minute, you diversified the class, but you got rid of the black dude. I hope he pops up in something bigger, but like he was, he was there. He was there in the beginning. Um, but you know, Bruce Andre is still there. Um, and they get their, their topic of the, of the episode. This is still episode one. And it's the question of whether or not free will, if there, if free will actually exists, mm-hmm. um, which dives into a, a debate on whether we actually have free will, uh, what, guides our choices whether we actually have choices in the choices that we make um and of course you see the parallels throughout the discussion uh some people are products of their their uh their surroundings some people have no choice because like diana their mother or their you know the person over top of them is calling the shots uh and so on and so forth i thought it was a pretty i thought it was a pretty cool um way to to kind of tie that in um and in this, we also get our reasoning to why Braden is motivated to, to be a part of you know, what Tariq is doing. Not just because that's his boy, but it's the only thing in his life he actually has control over. Mm-hmm. As reckless as it is, um, it's the only thing he actually has a say-so in. And his parents and his family, with all their influence, have no real influence over Mm-hmm. Or, you know, no experience themselves. Uh, yeah, I get it. Completely, you know, obviously does not justify him doing this stuff. Right. But it, we get it. We get a bit of an understanding of why he's not just uh, some kid who spends way too much time on YouTube and TikTok. He, again, this, you know, I no one should want to be a part of the drug game, but it gives a little bit of clarity to his motives. Right. Um, what did you think about the 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 debate? And Braden giving us a, a little bit of insight. I mean, I, I I think it's a weak reason to do it. Um, I understand that he doesn't have much control, but I'm sorry. There's no way you can tell me you're from this super wealthy family and the only thing you can do to be independent is to sell drugs. 
It's like you, you can find other ways to, if you want to rebel against your family or do it your own way outside of just doing the legal things. Um, he clearly doesn't need the money. I think they give him a bands. Like at some point in this episode, they gave him a bands just for no reason. Um, just say here's a bands. Um, so I, I get they trying to trying to make us understand his his rationale behind it, but I think they got to do better. They got to come up with something better than I just want to do something that's my own. Man, start a you know you can start some other kind of business. You can do some other things other than this. Um, so I think it's a weak justification, but at least they put some effort into it, and that's what I really want from not just this show but any show. Make it make sense, or, or, or try to do your best to have the characters explain why they're doing what they're doing. Especially if it makes no sense. And on paper, a rich, privileged, white kid selling drugs just for the sake of selling drugs just does not make sense. Um, so I'd appreciate their effort, even though I think it still it didn't hit the mark. Um, I agree. But I also feel like it's not as uncommon as we think. Um, rich white kid with too much time on their hands and uh, the, the knowledge that they're not going to get in that much trouble. I, I feel like that happens with pills all the time. They just, you know, we don't hear about it as much as, much as we should. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I feel you. I'm glad that they're at least giving us a bit of a reason, a dumb reason, but a reason nonetheless. Um, so on to, for the first episode, a bit of a shocker to me. Tate lost. He loses the, 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 the bit, you know, the run for governor, which... Mm -hmm. I just knew was in the bag because he has a series coming and, you know, based I, off of his influence. He wasn't in the race, though. I thought once Ghost and no, beat him, they kicked his ass out. Nah, um, I think he took, I think he, once Ghost died, I think he tried to slide into that spot. But I thought the lady, Ghost was all, wasn't running for governor. He was running for lieutenant governor. And I thought the lady who they paid Ghost up with, who ultimately won the governorship, had already knocked Tate out of the running because it's only, it can only be one Democratic candidate. Oh, wait, did he, or did he try to come on as Lieutenant? I, I don't remember. I can't um, remember either, but, but I thought whatever that was, was known he that he wasn't going to win because he, he, you know, Ghost had already removed him, uh, removed him, maneuvered him out of his slot and tied himself to that woman, that white woman. I know he got back in some, some way, but the main thing is, He's down bad. He he's he's on his brother's couch. His brother's tired of him being drunk and pitiful. Another thing I didn't um, understand um, was when we get to the Tate thing. It's like, okay, you didn't. Let's say he didn't win the governor's race or whatever. He still was a councilman. Why all of a sudden is he homeless and living with his brother? Like, what happened to his apartment or wherever he was living before? <laughs> like, make that make sense he, to me. Like, okay, well, even if he did he, lose the governorship, he still was a councilman. He still had a job. Well, he had to have somewhere to live. Why? Don't you gotta don't you gotta give that up to run though? No, you you if you an elected official, you can remain in your seat unless you win. So if I'm a councilman, unless my term is up, I can still be a councilman and run for governor. I don't have to quit being a councilman to run for governor. Like you see it all the time. Like um, for example, uh, on a bigger scale, when uh, what's her name, uh, the vice president, Kamala. She was still a senator when she won the VP, and then she had to give up being a senator once she became vice president. So I don't know. Maybe I'm I don't know all about local New York politics, but I was I would think he could keep his job. Maybe maybe it's I don't know. I and mean, that's this could be me doing the work from. Maybe the term was up. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a big um, deal, but it just it was something that kind of caught me off guard. Is like, 
Why all of a sudden is he homeless? Why does he have to live with his brother? And even if he wasn't a councilman no more, he don't have no money. He ain't save up no money in his whole entire life that he would all of a sudden lose his apartment because he lost a race. But we getting too deep into it. It was just something that but, caught my eye. Like, what the hell? We got too deep into it because the trap was there and it, you know, they left too many, too many questions unanswered. So that ain't on us. So, um, this is, you know, just to go ahead and jump ahead just a little bit. Uh, uh, this leads to him trying to work his way back in and him wanting, well, pretty much it's the way back in. And we get a, a quick, <laughs> we get a quick reintroduction to everyone's favorite problematic slime ball, Simon Stern, Victor Garborough sh- showing up, grabbing a quick check and pretty much telling him, Hey, um, I can kind of help you, but I need you to do this thing for me. And somehow with no real background check and probably no real educational references, what I, that doesn't shock me with college. Um, it gets him a job <laughs> as a, prof- it gets him a uh, professor Reynolds old job. Right. Cause you know, he did. And this uh, was another but, one that made me scratch my head. Like you were saying, it's like what qualifications does he have that he will be a, a professor out of the blue Especially at a, at a school that they make it seem like Stansfield is on the level of like a Harvard or like a exactly. Yale. And they're not just, I'm sorry, I know Stern got a lot of power, but is is his say-so enough to, to, to get them to hire a random professor? And then why him? What does Tate have anything to do with canonical studies? Oh, and maybe they, maybe, maybe Stern has some type of long-term plan that we'll see play out. Um, but I didn't understand why he picked Tate. And then why he gave a damn about this guy being a, a professor? Well, I think they're. I think you can hire some people as like adjuncts, where they're not like if they're like a someone that has a bunch of experience in their field. Um, they don't necessarily have to be like a a straight up professor because we definitely had those in graphic design when I was in college. They brought in a couple of people that were like they had been working in the professional field for so long that um, they felt that they could teach like a class or two. Like they didn't have like full on loads or anything like that. But um, this is clearly going to be his way of setting up his spinoff. You know, that's how, you know, we got to keep him around because clearly he lost whatever race he was in. Mm -hmm. Um, So from there we go to the kind of mother of the year, Monet, who... two sides of the same, like of a different, of a coin. Like it was, it was nuts. Like she, she, she sort of like, <laughs> I don't even know how to fully put it into words, but like she gave Diana her props for handling the whole tail situation. Well, the pop, the cop situation, but also like immediately shut her down. Um, and just, you know, kind of, <sighs> Like use your, you know, sex, sex is a weapon, you know, like I taught you sort of thing, but also was kind of doing semi right by Drew by, you know, buying him some art supplies, which I thought was, was kind of cool that, you know, or nice, I say, um, and get the revelation that she wants out, which shocked me because I just knew she was going to go, you know, full Tasha and, you know, in season one, it was like, nah, I ain't no out. This is us. This is what we do. How did you feel about that? So I think Monet is, is, I think, dealing with some difficult times in her life. I think all she knows is this. Um, 
And that's why she is so adamant about keeping the business going. But she also doesn't have anybody outside of her family to participate in the business with her. So I don't know if that's because of trust or because she just can't find good other people. And I think that's why she keeps them so close to her um, and won't let them have any kind of ambitions outside of whatever the family business is. I think to her, even though as we see throughout the course of the majority of episode one and the majority of episode two, she basically disowns her oldest son um, because he went against the family. But I think the, the family is so important to her because she doesn't have anybody else. Um, and I think we see a lot of this, especially in the scene that's in episode two when she goes to visit Lorenzo in jail and it's their anniversary. She's really alone. Uh, um, outside of her, she doesn't seem to have any people outside of her family. Um, and their relationship will never be like equal because she has a power position over them. Uh, for the same reason, I, you know, I, I'm of course friendly with my mother, but I'm not her equal. I'm not her friend. And I think that's what Monet doesn't really have. She doesn't have anybody. Her husband is in jail for life. Um, and all she got is her three kids, but they never going to be on equal playing field. She's going to have to try to dominate them. And you see it play out throughout the course of, uh, her relationship with anybody that's in her family, uh, whether it be Diana, uh, you know, she, she kind of does, uh, you know, on one hand, like you were saying, she'll, she'll compliment her just to undercut her the next. Cause she don't want her to get too confident in herself or too big on herself. Uh, the same thing with drew, uh, it's, it's kind of sympathetic to a situation, but ultimately it's like, she don't want to hear none of that wine and stuff. Uh, cause she's dominant. And the same thing with Zeke. Zeke does have no say in his own life. She made the decision that he needs to go pro. She made the decision that he can't be involved with Carrie or that he has to support her, his entire family. Um, because to her family is everything. Um, so I, I think she, while she is a tough woman, I think she's just really troubled by the fact that she's so lonely. And, and doesn't have much outside of the game and her three kids. And so she's doing everything she can to hold on to both. As we find out at the end of the second episode, she's not quite as alone as we think. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, so the next part, which in my, um, in my notes, I pretty much have it listed as rich white people stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of that stuff was like, yeah. Yeah, I, I could like I honestly didn't care. Um, Tariq was being dragged to Braden's family's house, and um, he meets I forgot what that guy's name. I think it was like Congressman uh, Sweeney or something like that. Who we'll find out will be like a, a another sort of chess piece later on. Mm-hmm. The only thing I really took away from that is, and and this also kind of falls into a little bit of a the the hunting episode, or the hunting part of the next episode. Is it bad that I kind of want Tariq to bag Braden's sister? <laughs> uh, I mean, she know. was kind of digging him. She was well, kind of digging him. A you know, Tariq bit. ain't gonna never bag no woman. Every time Tariq with a woman, that somebody gonna call him, or he gonna get a text message. <laughs> you mean he, he got he? Well, I think it, I think with Tariq, it's like for every nine, it's like a punch card. For like every nine misses on that tenth, he he gets in there, as we saw with Effie. Yeah, yeah. But the, he, he had a good three misses um, these these two episodes because Lauren been trying to put her bid in over and over. The universe yeah, yeah. definitely clock blocks Tariq though. It's yeah, like it definitely does. I think the one time with Effie was the one time he actually sealed the deal. Uh-huh. Every other time he'd be kissing somebody or about to go somewhere, and the phone would ring or somebody would Bang walk in. Door. Oh man! But I, who knows? 
um, Braden's sister might be the the tenth the tenth time for him. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, oh boy, Professor Milgram, my goodness. I was hoping that with the removal of Jabari, she would become a better, better character. Mm-hmm. And I think that ship has sailed between the way they write some of her scenes. She still fit to me. She still feels like she's in a different show. Um, and it, it they got to do something to untangle her her backstory because of course she she has some connection to to the new lawman that took over for Liz Alonzo. Um, it's like why did she have to date this guy? You know what I mean? Um, to him ambushing her with a dead body, which dick move. Like I hate this this law enforcement dude, uh, Whit- Whitman Kevin whatever his name is. Uh, but I, 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 he's the worst already. He didn't warn her or anything. The whole thing was messy in execution. Um, dude asked her, you know, to meet up and then took her to the morgue. And it didn't help that it was, it was weirdly acted. It was weirdly acted. She was, she was almost soap opera in the way that she reacted to seeing his dead body. Like, there was emotion there but like it was it was the delivery it just i don't know it just threw me off um but at this rate she, her character might have to go next like she might have to go the, the way jabari went and they might have to get her up out of there what did, what did you think of her in this first episode yeah i think you make a great point i think it does seem like she's in a different show um all her stuff is very soap opery um, it's like there's no man that she has any connection to that she didn't have some type of past sexual relationship and I guess that's kind of tied into the character being like a sex or love addict that they that they made her out to be um, but yeah I, I, I don't understand any of this um, a lot of stuff they make law enforcement either stupid or like really bizarre uh, because nobody would do that uh, the way that he sprung on the fact that he was taking her to a dead body and showing her this for one why is he showing her anything why would he show a colleague this dead body you know what i mean meaning that from the cop's point of view she they work together but why she didn't find the body he don't have no family he don't have no other thing so i think it's just kind of a way to to kind of get her in the scenes but i think they did not make a good this character is nothing for the show to me um I like her. I think she's a good actress. I've seen her other stuff where she was very good. She's definitely very attractive. But every scene I see her in it, I'm like, can this scene here be over? I, I want to fast forward through the scenes. But because I'm a professional and I know we do the recaps, I don't. But she brings very little to the show. And if she did go to where Jabari, either somebody killed her or what it seems that they're doing is trying to set her up to be the fall guy for his death, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, the the writing is not doing this actress any favors. The, in the same way, it didn't do the guy playing Jabari any favors because it's like I'm pretty sure dude is great, but like the just the way their characters and their little side stories were set up, it, I feel like they're being set up to fail. Like, and I don't think that's right. Like, right. I don't think they should you know be put in this position because you know they're obviously doing what's put in front of them. 
but I don't know what's going on when it gets to their when it would get to their scenes. It just felt like a, a shift and not in a good way. Um, so we we start to close off the episode or episode one at least with um, the trauma of Tariq's recent deeds kind of setting in, as well as the Tejada kids going into business for themselves. Diana and Drew, uh, pretty much coming up with you know coming to the the agreement that like yeah it sounds like on the surface that like she wants to get out for the best of us but it's really not you know zeke is the new product we're not going to be out we'll, we'll be out of the drug game hopefully but we'll still be under her thumb um and we get and this is where this is my biggest head scratch of the episode uh this guy mecca is a comic book supervillain because he owns a hangar full of random uh, vehicles. There was a helicopter, a jet, um, some Hot Wheels cars. It just seems way too like just strange. It's like this is we're in we're in yet another show now. Like I feel like this, you know, we we somehow walked into a CW set and he puts Kane up to the task of you know taking care of the the GTG that got away. Um, which was just strange to me. That fight was weird and it felt unnecessary and dumb. But I'm glad Mecca brings that up later on. That like, yeah, what you did was reckless and dumb. But like, just the fact that we had to watch it play out felt kind of stupid. Because, mm-hmm. what did you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was dumb. Um, like I said, I, I think it is very over the top. Um, I mean, I guess they're trying to make it seem like he's a big deal, but I didn't understand. The location. I didn't understand why he was forcing. I don't understand what him and Kane's even friendship is, because it appears that he, that Mecca doesn't really like him, uh, but he keeps him around. Um, and then you know he forced him to kill him, and he killed the guy in front of him. And then later on, I guess he saw him looking at the plane, which was full of drugs, and then he was like, he pulled a gun on him. And I was yeah. like, this don't make any sense. You you literally just saw him kill somebody in front of you. Why wouldn't you trust him? But he made it seem like it was a trust issue between the two of them. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I, I, I get Kane's. Uh, it, it, just real quick, as far, as far as episode one, it was a real dud to me. We didn't really talk about our overall feelings about it. I, 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 I couldn't really get into episode one at all. Um, just because it was too much weirdness going on, too much stuff that didn't make any sense. Um, and I guess they were just kind of reintroducing us to the show. Uh, so I, I'm really try- interested to see where they're going to go with uh, this Mecha character. Um, I, I think there's some potential that he can give us something we need uh, because we do need a big bad. Every season needs a big bad, and maybe he can be that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, they didn't give a good opening impression for me when it came to him. What about you? Um, I'm not going to call it a full dud, but I definitely, definitely understand where you're coming from. Uh, it was there was a lot being thrown at us, which usually happens in in you know the return episodes of a series. But like this one did feel a little a little underwhelming, mm-hmm. um, especially when you know when we got to the the Professor Milgram stuff. It was just it was just super awkward and not in a good way. Um, but yeah, uh, the the big bad seems almost too comic booky like he's he's oh he's hyper smooth 
Um, but like, and then, you know, the, the, the random plane that's in the hangar just happens to have the door open with the drugs properly displayed. Like it was a damn science project. Mm -hmm. It's like, can it not be so on the nose? Like, I think I would appreciate it better if the door was maybe cracked or if he, and he was just naturally being nosy. I was like, no, nah, dude was walking by a plane and probably his first thought was like, damn, this dude got a private plane. Oh, the door is open and drugs are thrown about all willy nilly. Yeah. Why was he you even know? inviting the dude in? Why do you <laughs> have your, your business so open? Especially if you don't trust, you claim you don't trust him. It was nuts. It was nuts. Um, That was episode one. <laughs> Let's go ahead and and dive into episode two, we get we get ghost we get ghost Canaan. We get fifty was like, well, I'm around. Let me go ahead and you know make this quick cameo real quick. Which, if by some point we don't get before this series wraps up, whenever it find, decides to finish, if we don't get ghost, oh, you think like a ghost cameo as a ghost? Yeah, if we don't get that, like either they like. They really screwed up their relationship with <laughs> with um, Omari Hardwick, or that's just a missed opportunity, and that's just like that's the ultimate betrayal to your your flagship show. Um, but yeah, this is yeah. My next note was pretty much what I said earlier. Like I I, I would have rather because this is this is the point where he gets the call that she's at um. She's being held at the, at the precinct for drunk driving and, you know, call back to what you said earlier in regards to her being tired and all the things that she went through. And I, while I, it's a, it's a damn good reason. I still would have rather her have mem like memory issues or, or Alzheimer's. I, I don't, I don't know why, but I don't like the drinking thing. Like, I feel like you could get the same effect with her going through mental struggles right and you know it, it's still it still puts to question yeah as a safety you mm. know what i mean i think a part of it is they they got to find a way to get sax and true uh, right. davis back involved with Tariq. and if if, if right. it's just her mind going then it's really not a legal issue that they will have to interject himself into um, it is more of a, like a family issue which uh davis tells him as soon as he says i need help getting jazz or find out what Yaz is. He was like, "That's a family matter. I can't. I don't already have no, you know. I'm not a family lawyer, so I, I don't really have any say in that thing." But you know, Sax was able to pull some strings and at least get her released into her hearing, um, which is better than just sitting on the island. But of course, because, but I didn't understand that part either. Um, well, I guess because Yaz was in the car with her. Because I was like, just getting a DUI doesn't mean you'll get your kids taken away from you. But the fact that she was driving around with the girl drunk is a if the body took her away. Yeah. I, and to me, I told you, I still don't understand the whole Yaz not being with Tasha. Uh, I, I get it, she's in witness protection, but and I get why they wouldn't put Tyreek in witness protection with her, but you don't separate a mother and a less than 10-year-old child right? and say it's because of witness protection. She should be in witness protection with her with her mom. Uh, but that's you know, that'll be too much like real life and, and, and make sense, so <laughs> I guess that's why they don't do it. Well, speaking of real life and things that looked very real, uh, we get idiot, jealous squap, tailing Kane to, 
I don't I don't know why I don't want to call this guy Mecca. It just I don't know. It just feels wrong to me. Uh, but hey, Tim and him. Yeah, well, we find out his real name, but I, I think, well, I got it in my notes. We'll get to that. We we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, right um, Guap is gonna go off at some point. He's been getting, he's been getting pretty much chunked. He need to quit because being yeah. a thug ain't for him. It really is. He like, get his ass whooped by everybody. And how did he make it to the leader of the gang to begin with? When everybody just be whooping his ass, Kane and whooped his ass and took over his crew, killed a bunch of people. Mecca treat him like a straight bitch, broke. Everything in his hand that looked super real, justifiably though. So, though, because like, bruh, I get yeah. why you're you supposed to be um the head of a criminal enterprise and you stay on Instagram live letting everybody know where you are at all times, right? Like, he was exactly. just telling them when they was coming out of the store, he couldn't make a decision about whether he should eat peanut chews or roll up some weed first. And he's like, dude, chill out. So, I, 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 I was on Mecca side when he did it to Lil Guap. I don't care nothing about Lil Guap. I don't either. But, like, I'm waiting for him to have his... I'm trying to think. Go nuts and shoot it. somebody. He gonna go nuts at yeah. some point. Get tired of his, abuse. His, his get back moment. Because um, it's gonna screw things up at mm-hmm. some point. Um, and we find out that Mecca is indeed crazy. Uh, just waving around big old Desert Eagle. Which is, <laughs> that's what I think it was. And, yeah. Just just nuts. Uh, so <laughs> we get a quick moment with our janky lawyers. Uh, quote of the night. And also sometimes real. Hey, sometimes you just need a white guy. Uh, Sachs <laughs> is pretty much talking about his his uh, his pull down at the at the precinct and getting uh, Big Mama's sentence, not necessarily sentence, but her like her court date changed to where she can pretty much stay home. Yeah, he basically got and a release. Not in jail. Um, yeah. Pending trial. Uh, anyway, she probably, she would have got bail anyway, but I guess he got her out on her own recognizance, which yeah. I guess is tough to do. I don't know. Um, but we already know Sachs played that white boy thing to a T. I still don't understand how he did all that bad stuff in the AUSA office, and he's still a lawyer. How did he not get disbarred? That, um, I'm so, like, it was mentioned there, and I can't remember if it was, I want to say it might have been the last episode. Um, when he when he gets the bricks and he gives it to 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 Braden, uh, he tells Braden like, "Hey man, like your white privilege is a tool in our toolbox," and clearly Davis is on the same page, and that pretty much answers your question, like why he's still allowed to practice law. He's a rich white boy, mm-hmm. and he's a part of that club. And yeah, man, I was like, you can't argue with that. Sometimes you just need a white guy. You shouldn't, but sometimes you do. Um, I think my next note was that the new law enforcement guy is the worst, but we've already been over that. You yeah. just, but like he's he, like over the top, just asshole. And it's like, yeah, I get they want us not to like him, but no cop will act this way. Uh, he's super there, aggressive. There's no subtlety to it at all. Which, and um, I, I just, I wish they would kind of dial him back. I, I, you know, we get it. We we're not supposed to like him, but. You can you can showcase that better than the way they've been doing it. Um, just right. from this the introduction they give us, right? Which is it's strange to me with when so many people in Hollywood are like trying to you know they they're really vocal when police characters and TVs and movies are either getting too much shine or doing too much that like I haven't seen anything about this guy yet. 
because he's been doing a lot. Like he's been yanking cats out of their dorm rooms all time, all times mm-hmm. of the night, uh, showing black women dead bodies, and you know, insinuating that they were having sex with them and whatnot. Just super unprofessional, right? And and just um, and just FYI, uh, for people who don't know, you know, I know everybody that listens to this is law-abiding citizen. Just because a cop comes and bangs on your door and says, we want to talk to you downtown, you do not have to go with the police. You do not have to let them take you downtown unless they are arresting you or or basically if they're not arresting you, you don't have to follow the police's orders or the instructions just because they are banging on your door. And I saw that throughout this episode a few times when the cops came early, when um, they were banging on Tariq's door when he was sleeping and told him to come with us. Without, but, and he says, well, for what? And they say, well, I ain't telling you nothing. Then shut the door in their face. Don't ever go with the police if they don't tell you why they're taking you wherever they're going. And that's just a public service announcement. But also proceed with caution because I feel like the reason they did go with them is because unfortunately in today's world, you you see what happens when you do comply sometimes. So they might have felt it was safer to just have them comply as opposed to going a a darker route. Mm. Um, Not to say that the show's, you know, not above that or beneath that, but um, speaking of professionalism, Zeke declares for the draft. <laughs> um, like we, we already talked, we already made that, had that conversation earlier that uh, essentially um, Zeke is going to be their new product. We've, we've been over that, mm-hmm. uh, but Diana makes her case for school. Um, she wants to actually get an MBA. Oh, she's an MBA. Yeah, but something officially so she can officially be Z. She better go to community college first. She ain't. Well, the thing that I'm talking about NBA, she ain't been in college yet. True, Um, but the thing I liked about that was like she don't even know she went to high school. She probably did. I'm sure she did. Um, But like the thing I liked about that was like when Monet says that like you know you just trying to go to Stansfield. She was like, no, like I just want to go to school. Period. You know, she just wants to kind of semi have a normal life, and if like she's gonna have to. Follow behind Zeke. She might as well do it her way. Um, any any thoughts on Zeke declaring the draft for the draft that we hadn't um, spoken? No, I mean the one thing they do uh, kind of point out is the fact that he didn't. That they ask him blatantly, uh, "Did you hire an agent?" Um, and he's and he says he doesn't uh, because you know I don't know how the rule is. You can declare for the draft. You can put yourself into the draft, but you can always pull yourself back out as long as you don't hire a professional agent to represent you. Um, you keep your eligibility. So I think they, they, they purposely put that in that question in because uh, at some point he's going to go against Monet and decide not to go to, not to go pro. He's, he's going to stay in school. Um, so um, I, I do like, well, I was complaining, if I'm going to complain about the things that they miss, I will give them props for that attention to detail. I did not notice that. Well, I didn't, not, not that I didn't notice it, but I didn't know that, um, which makes more sense when random Agent dude. Slimy agent comes at the end, yeah. Yeah, and gives him a card that they make sure we see that he has a card with his name on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that'll come back into play at some point. Um, so from there, we were reintroduced to Effie and her baby hairs doing her thing. Yeah, this was another thing that was weird to me. Um, and of course, you know, we are definitely allies on this show. But I feel like sometimes they just stole stuff like that in for shock value. Um, we have never had any indication that Effie was a lesbian, or, or I guess she's not a lesbian, but bisexual. And then all of a sudden, she they show her in the scene, uh, getting it in, what getting it on with a girl. 
Um, and, you know, of course, we don't. Nobody cares about that. It's no big deal. But I feel like sometimes they just do stuff to pander, and I don't like when they do that. It didn't feel organic to you. No, no, no. Um, I was distracted by the baby hairs. Um, <laughs> I like when she redid like, it after the fight. <laughs> like they showed her going through the effort <laughs> oh my of God. redoing them. Speaking of, uh, man, poor Brayden. There was a problem with the drugs. And, I mean, we know Brayden can throw hands. He, you know, he did his thing. But this this was a grown man. And um, I think, did he hit him with something? Did the, did the dude hit him with something? No, no. He tried to pull a gun, and the gun got knocked oh, off the yeah, street. Yeah. And then that's when he was whooping Brayden ass. But, I, I mean, I give Brayden credit. He a tough dude, man. Yeah, he was getting he his ass whooped, but he ain't just stayed down on the ground. He looked up so effy, beating that other chick ass. He said, shit, I can't be out here and get my ass whooped. And he started whooping some ass. So I, 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 down. I, I'm going to give Brady some credit. He, yeah. he, got, he got some hands. Yeah. Um, Shock value sex scene. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm real curious about how they how they decide who is nude in these sex scenes and who is just kind of like. Because sometimes they'll have some titties. Sometimes they'll just mm-hmm. be like in a bra. You might see a butt or something. I'm like, I wonder how they decide who. Uh, maybe it's the, the comfort of the actress. Maybe they say, well, hey, if you wanted to be topless, you can be topless. Um, and then I also wonder about the people who like the girl Effie was with or the um, the woman that Zeke is with later in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a casting call that just says we need a topless woman to be in a sex scene? <laughs> you do get a couple of lines. Uh, and how does that work when you're like trying to be an actress? Is that like a, a, a coveted job you want? Or is it just for people who are like on the fringe of acting who would like take anything? That's all I can think about doing every sex scene in this because there was a lot, of, you know, they had a good amount of sex scenes in this episode. I think they had about three or four of them. Uh, and that's all I was thinking about. Because some of the girls had their tops on, some didn't. Effie didn't have her top off, but the other girl had her top off. And then when um, Sax was uh, hooking up with the other lawyer, she had her bra on, but they showed her butt. Yeah. And then when Zeke was banging the other chick, I think her top was totally off. Even though I didn't understand I, the position. Because yeah, he seemed was, very high above her. And she was doing a lot of rocking. But he wasn't doing any movement at all. So maybe, you know, I don't know enough about I, sex. I was, but it didn't seem like it was, it didn't seem like that would work in reality. Right, right. But anyway. But yeah, I was distracted by her and her random questions. and <laughs> Always, <laughs> Her thinking that she was in there. <laughs> I don't know which one we talk about. You talk about the white girl who Zeke was girl. with, and she oh, was yeah. asking them. All, I was like, "No, are we fucking or are we talking about right. sports?" Because she was like, oh, "Was man. she even enjoying it at all?" Because she was having full, blown out conversations about sentences. She, she hit the jackpot. That's what that was. She thought yeah, she was she's trying to get a, a NBA baby out of or something. Exactly. And man, I wonder. I mean. Talk about things that didn't, not necessarily age well, but like you can't predict the future. Had this man say the line, the Knicks are beyond saving. Oh, and the Knicks are doing their thing right now. At at the time of this recording, the Knicks are kind of doing their thing. They've come back, but like, I'm pretty sure they filmed this like months ago before the season even started. But to have them say that, I was like, dang, that's rough. I mean, the Knicks had some tough tough times over the last 15 yeah, yes years. Yes, they have. So. Yes, they have. But at this moment, they they doing their thing. And they but, New um, Yorkers, so maybe that's why they want to throw out that little shot yeah. against the Knicks. You know, this is a, a very New York show. Yeah. So we find out that Sachs actually, because 
up until that point, I thought Sax was just like, when he saw Tariq, he was just like, all right, whatever, kid, like, you know, get your grandmother and your sister together, whatever. But it's not until we later we find out that, like, he actually didn't know Tariq was, like, connected to all this craziness with, uh, you know, Professor Reynolds getting shot and um, Milgram being possibly connected and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but we get a little quick scene of Drew and Kane bonding over over the range. And um, Kane kind of working his way back in. Oh, also the problem with the drugs was that they were fake. Um, and they can't figure out how. Mm. Um, any thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, about the, the – uh, I mean, I think that's what kind of talking to you about. Do you want me to kind of get into Kane's plan or we just can. about them? Uh, I mean, Kane – I think this was some – I mean, genius work by Kane. They like they make yeah. Kane for the most part seem to be just he he's just a bust your gun kind of guy. He's just a loose screw. Um yeah. but he had a genius plan um to not only get back into his family's good graces, but also get in tight with Mecca, which was also you know a part of this thing. So he had a genius plan. Um I'm trying to remember how he knows Braden is involved in maybe okay, he does know Braden is involved in the operation because because he was the one that put Brayden and his brother out on the street to sell drugs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was I was thinking it like how the fuck he know what Brayden is a part of this, um, but that's that's the problem when we see a show and don't watch it again for another, you know, eight nine months ten months later you forget a lot of the details from the previous season. Um, but genius plan. So he basically robbed his own family so he can get back into their good graces by being their savior. And um, I think Diane has is her name Diane or Diana? I can never remember. I always want to call her Diana. But she's definitely has figured out the plot. And she's like, oh, with the help of Elfie, actually, um, figured out that his brother, the brother schemed them, played them. But I think she's going to keep it to herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely on to him, which I thought I thought was really good. Um, but uh, yeah, Kane, definitely not a um, point because, yeah, I did not see that coming at all. Um. Yeah, that makes me, he's just like, you know, the the thug of the group, the, the soldier. But he might be a general in the making. But yeah. Monet probably just ain't give him a chance. And he got back home. Yeah, I, I, I do want to see how they're going to play out that dynamic, though. Because I think he oh, yeah. has got a taste of, like, independent. And I think he, even from what his words and what he said to Mecca, um, he, he's tired of his mother's, uh, his, his mother being so overly influencing in their lives. And he thinks that she is losing the grips on the business. And he, I think he thinks it's time for him to step up and, and kind of lead the family because his mom isn't doing a good job of it, at least from his point of view. So I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how that dynamic works out, especially from what we learned at the end of the episode where he's telling Mecca all this stuff about his mom, but he don't know that Mecca and his mom got this past history. Yeah. So yeah. how is that going to play out? Is is If he go to make a move on Monet, is Mecca going to intervene? Um... You know, and when I say make a move, I don't think he'll like kill his mother, but I think he'll try to find a way to push her out of the business so he can be the king or the yeah. or the head of the Tahada, uh, you know, family or whatever it is. Yeah, so we got a we get a real quick um scene where Carrie pretty much implicates Zeke, um, because she got to you know she has to prove where she was the night of the murder. Uh, and unfortunately he's her only witness. So that will be coming back up. 
Um, right. I, I, you start quitting, your career don't mean nothing to you when you facing some real jail. As oh, soon yeah. as he was like, nah, she gave up that name quick. When that, her whole plan was to keep it a secret. Um, yeah. You know, because of course, as a teacher, be having sex with a student, she could lose her job. She's yeah, like, I ain't going to jail over the shit. Right. And this asshole teach this asshole law enforcement dude is definitely going to make it public because he just has it written all over him. And, and but then that kind of led back into his motive. He clearly is upset because she didn't want to be with him or she played him out or something like that. Uh, so I guess it, it may it makes it makes his character even extra annoying because it's not like he yeah. is about justice. He just got a hard on for this woman uh, because of their past sexual history or whatever it is, and now he's just giving her a hard time. Um, so, it, but it it, it, it kind of annoys me with her character because it makes it seem like she's just. All she is is somebody somebody was trying to date or wants to date or have sex with, and that's all she's worth. Because they even do it with Davis. Apparently, she got a history with Davis as well. Yeah, like who doesn't she have a history with on the show? Yes, but (laughs) I was I was just about to ask the exact same thing. I was like, when did that come up? Like, was did I miss that last season? Did they say she was a lawyer? Because then they were saying she used to be in the prosecutor's office. I don't remember. Maybe they did say that. Okay, they did say that. But still, like he, the way he approached was almost like they used to be friends. Or, um, but yeah, I this this enforcement dude. It was at that point. It was more so when he um when he went and snatched up Zeke. I was like, man, I miss Lazalonzo. Like he was he was at least smooth with it and you know kind of chill. Yeah, I guess maybe Laz got another job or something because they don't even explain. But I guess no, Laz wasn't there for. Reynolds murder. He was there for the, the body in the pool, and maybe they, but they, they still talk about him like he's not around anymore. Right, he's right. Probably working on season three or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I like Lance yeah, Alonzo. He's uh, a pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's been on some good shows that I like. Yeah, there was another show good. he was on that I wish they had, like, kind of, kept going. Breakout Kings. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a I show. Think they, like, didn't they like kill him in the second season? They killed him at the end of the first season. Jeez. One of the uh, fugitives, they was uh, tracking and pushed him off a roof. No. Did he push him off the roof? No, no. The white guy pushed that guy off the roof. Yeah. What the fuck happened? I thought he he had like a heart attack or something because they already acted like he had heart problems. No, no, no. One of the people killed him. Really? And then the the guy they replaced him with, um, the dude that was on the wire, the white guy, the bald head guy, he he ended up throwing that guy off the roof. Anyway, that was a good show. I wish they would have kept it. It only lasted two seasons. I wish they would have kept that one back. I, was a, I like that one. Breakout Kings is a premise. Show. Definitely a good premise. Excellent. Um, well, let's wrap this up. We only got a few few things in there. Um, man, we flying. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cliff Notes. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get back to the old, the old, the old format um, next time. Let me let me, let me me look through my notes real quick. I got a lot of notes. Uh, okay. Let's see if there's anything I want to... Go ahead. Go ahead. See you if the next topic... About how... Hmm? I was saying, tee up the next topic. I'm just kind of sliding okay, through these well, notes. Well, it, it kind of ties into what we were already talking about, how like how Kane got back in, you know, got back into the house. But we also got we have to talk about how he was at Shorty Girl House again, and Monet knew to, where to find him, and was just like, "Girl, take this money and shut up." She, she got to stop letting him stay up. over her house because they definitely did. the entire family <laughs> just comes to her house whenever they want. They disrespect her openly to her face. <laughs> And just throw her some she money. Got paid this time. She basically threw her out of her own house. And I'm surprised Monet gave her the money. I thought Monet was just going to slap her or something. It's probably what it was. Like, Drew and Diana were like, look, we've been 
we've been kind of punking that girl. And it's not really her fault. <laughs> like, just slide her a little something. My name's mm-hmm. like, here, girl, go ahead. She's like, you know what? I appreciate that, and I appreciate you. Y'all, y'all talk. Talk this out. Gave her a nice little, nice little, uh, excuse me, nice little bang. Yeah. Pull, pull, pull yeah, little we, mama. We definitely kind of, mm-hmm. Get done at your own house can't be skimmed over, uh, right. We kind of skimmed over the Can You Stand the Rain mystery car. <laughs> that joke, that joke had me laughing every single time because she would just go into like a trance and I'm like, damn, that's right. like me. When I hear that song, I'll be feeling the same way. <laughs> um, but who is playing that song so loud? Like in the old night, it's like a 1990s, 80s, I don't know if that's a Camaro or something. And the, she just kept seeing it and, and hearing Hot it. Wheel scar. And just getting distracted by it. Um, and then come to find out, we learned that that was the cold message from 1988 when she was, I guess, a young teen. And she had a little boo piece. And she definitely got a type. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. On the show, is, is, she, um, is she also Latino? Or is she just... Like a black woman who just happens to be married to that to a Latino guy, because uh, I, I don't think That's they really think make it, it clear. That's what I think it is. Yeah, but she, she definitely got a type. She's she like a bald headed uh, Hispanic so, gentleman. Yeah, that is definitely her thing. We also find out that Mecca's name is actually Dante. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see where this plays out because I also think they they've been teasing that. I think the father is at some point going to get out of jail. Um, I don't know how they're going to make it work. I don't know what's going to happen. But somehow I think, and I don't know if it's going to be this season, but in one of these later seasons, the father is going to get out of jail and there's going to be some type of struggle uh, to him reacclimating back to the real world. Um, we did see, we didn't really talk about it in the detail, but we did talk about how, how lonely Monet is. But we also still see who's in charge of that family. Even from his jail, he told her, look, stop the bullshit. We need a new connect. Talk to Kane about it. If Kane is bringing that to your table, and she did it. Uh, within the next scene, she was reaching back out to her son, even though until he told her that the, the majority of episode one, episode two, she basically said, "Fuck," you know, she was off some "fuck Kane" type stuff. You know, right. he ain't a part of this family. Don't bring his name up in this house. Why are you still talking to him? All that type of stuff. And as soon as Tahada put his foot down, or Lorenzo put his foot down, she went back to her firstborn and walked on the back into the family with open arms. Um, so you see, he still has some type of sway. So I want to see what they're going to do with this character moving forward. I, I don't see them as just leaving him in jail the entire time. He's going to get out and, and cause some havoc at some point. Like they're also setting up that they're the the seed of possibility that Mecca is Kane's father. I think I was thinking that too. Um, I was thinking that too. He's gravitating towards him a lot. He clearly followed him to, you know, to Monet's house. And then when he saw, because I didn't, I didn't even put that together until just thinking about it. Because the, the Can You Stand the Rain cars didn't even start showing up until he followed him to that house, to their house. And I'm guessing he recognizes like, oh, shit, like, I know who lives here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think they're, they're starting to. Yeah. And I think they have hinted at that in the past. That, uh, but I'm also kind of confused as to, because they said they were celebrating their 22, 22, their 22nd anniversary. So how is Kane about that age? They never really get into how old people on the show, but I'm assuming they don't. 
They, I feel like the kids must be like, if Kane is 21, and then they have Drew can't be more than about 20, and then Diana got to be about Kane's age, not Kane, uh, 18, about Tariq's age. So I guess they just had the kids back to back to back to back. But um, yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. Maybe he is his father. Maybe maybe that's something that comes out, and maybe that's what the fight is about. So I'm I'm interested to see where they're going. Um, you know, just kind of my last thoughts. Like I said, I, I it was a struggle for me to get through episode one. Um, I was looking at my watch. Uh, it wasn't doing it for me. Um, I think episode two was a stronger episode. Um, I did enjoy it a little bit more. I think because they started getting to. Uh, I think a lot of times when you're like you said, uh, I find that when it's the first episode of a new season, or just the first episode of a show in general. There's a lot of story building that that may not be interesting, uh, that may not have immediate payoffs that you, but you'll see the payoff, you know, five six episodes later. And I think that's kind of what they were doing with this episode one, um, but it just kind of it, it just kind of drug. There was not like a, a lot of action in it. Um, there wasn't a lot of um, character development in that first one, um, so it drug. But the second one was a lot was much better. I, I, I enjoyed it more. Um, and a lot of that probably was the fact that it had some action in it. Um, some fighting, some sex, all the stuff that made power what it used to be when it first started. Yeah. Uh, so I'm open oh, yeah. to that. What, what do you think about it in general? These two episodes. If, if we want to go um, in school, what grade would you give them? First episode. Well, first episode was probably uh, a passing C, yeah. C plus. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel it was bad, but. It didn't. I didn't get excited until the second episode. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to, especially now that you're, you know, people are making these series only ten episodes long, and you, you know, your time frame isn't what it used to be. You, you really gotta, you gotta, you, you borderline have to hit a home run. Like I, I expect B's or A's every, every episode. episode. You can't waste you don't have that many. Yeah, you don't I have agree. that many. Um, so I feel like you know. While it wasn't terrible, it it wasn't it wasn't like wasn't up to par. Um, I think they they gave us a lot of moving parts in the second episode, which I thought was definitely needed. Um, and the conflict has already you know the the level of conflict and tension has already risen between uh, Zeke having to make the decision and and him also being made aware early. That like no, Monet isn't just necessarily looking out for you. She's also like about to pimp you to a degree. Um, but I feel like he should know that though. Like, why would he not assume that's what the the plan was all along? It was like, okay, we keep you away from all the dangerous stuff. We support you. We give you money. We look out for you. But we ain't doing it. I mean, we are doing it because we family. But we also doing it because at the end of the day, we expect something a return on our investment. I don't know why Zeke think, was acting all weird about it. No, no, no. I don't think he. I don't think it was necessarily him not wanting to do it. I feel like it was always his plan. He because he said that, like you know, even before things got hot, he was like, you know, I got to take care of my family. Now it feels more like an ultimatum. It feels like an order. That's that's how she approached him. She approached him like she was one of his, like he was one of her street soldiers. Like mm-hmm. you work for me, you know, as opposed to him. I think he was always going to do it just you know for love of the fam but now it feels like an ultimatum like you better do this for us you're going to do this for us and you know ain't no second guessing 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he would have ever abandon them, but like now he feels, I feel like it, it, it calls into question the whole bill thing. It's like now he feels like he doesn't have a, like he has no choice. Like they, she took the, the option away from him. Right. Like I'm sure he was going to take care of them, but like now it's, it's not his decision anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean. that um, I'm curious to see, um, our possible dynamic girl duo with Effie and um, yeah, and Diana. Where is that going to go? Now, now I'm curious as to because I because I'm still <laughs> I know Effie not Effie. Uh, Diane's thing is like she wants to be in school, but how is she going to get away from Monet enough to enroll in the school? Like, what is her end game when it comes to getting Effie's advice to managing both? Uh, At this so, point. I don't think it's necessarily just school. I think she just wants to learn under her own terms. Like she went to Effie like, hey, teach me how to do it. But like she approached her like as kind of like equals. You know what I'm saying? And Effie was kind of, you could tell, Effie could kind of tell what's going on because she was like, your mom ain't going to go for that. She was like, well, she don't need to know. And, you know, they're on the same page because ain't no way Effie's mom knows about this unless she got another Tasha for a mom. She don't know. She got a mom. I think they... Right, I think, and I think they slightly bonded over that. So I think, I think her thing is, if she, if she has to do this, like I think she wants to learn at her own pace, because like clearly Monet is not the most patient teacher, you know what I mean? And she damn sure ain't the the most reassuring or, or uplifting teacher, because mm-hmm. you know, in the same breath that she, she gave her the, uh, you know, the props on handling the cops, she immediately shut it down. Like, all right, you, you know. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get full of yourself. I was like, damn, like, she she nailed that. Like, you were shook when you saw them police cars. Like, you were shook. Mm-hmm. And you probably would have ran <laughs> had they took her in. You probably would have let that girl, you'd have left that girl hanging to dry. So I, I'm curious to see where that goes, especially since they both, like, I, and I also like the fact that um, Effie was like, look, you can have Tariq. He's his own man. Well, no, you can't like necessarily tie down Tariq. He's his own man, which it was good for her to say that for the audience. Because it's like, yes, I think that's going to be his problem with um, his lady problems. It's like he he's his own man. And I think while he enjoys the companionship, it's like ultimately he's not going to be able to really be with these girls but i also like the fact that diana's like yeah he cool and everything but no that's not why i'm here like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do my own thing yeah i think was good and poor lauren uh yeah yeah that's the one i think i think that's who you want though i think that's who Tariq will want to be with more than anybody is lauren and i think he liked the fact that she is square you know she's not involved right in all that other stuff like she's not an effie like effie is too wild she's too much of a wild card yeah um, and then Diane is too much under control of Monet. You know, mm-hmm. I think he got a, you know, he like all three of them, but I think if he had a pick, he'd pick them on. Even though every time he tried to get something going with her. And I'm glad she finally told us that. Look, Sarik, shit. I done tried to get you the pussy about 15 times. And something <laughs> is always more important. So, like, call me when you get your life together. You should have been like, look, in all fairness, the first few times, your boyfriend was hating. <laughs> your boyfriend was in the way. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that boyfriend. What was his name? Was it like Malcolm or something like that? I forgot what it was. Oh boy. But yeah. Um 
But now I think he's going to end up accidentally dragging her into it because he's using her little secret spot mm-hmm. to hide the drugs, which... I thought they were selling pills. When they start selling coke anyway? Mm. Weren't they selling pills in this first season? Um, I think that's what got him in. I think that's when they were selling pills. Yeah, I could be wrong. But now they like moving bricks of cocaine. Right. I was like, damn, they didn't upgrade it to the heavy stuff. Yeah, it's still your freshman year. We'll see and how you're still going. technically a high school student because you ain't supposed to be there right now. Yeah, I still don't know how he graduated. Yeah. They never explained that part. He was nope. got kicked out of school. About two schools. Exactly. Anyway. And, and somehow Braden and Effie got to go to college too. But TV writing. But yeah, man. Uh, oh, so I would guess. Damn, I never did great uh, episode two. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it in contrast because mm. it's a better effort. I'm gonna give it an A minus, a low Ooh, A minus. You high. Uh, I'm gonna give it. It's gonna be a low A minus. And you know what really did it for me? What's that? Them really leveling up Kane. Yeah. Because I think they made him. They made him more than just like the the dumb hothead. Right, because uh, I felt like they was kind of already put him in the mode of just a Tommy, just you know, yes. got killed. He was about to be a knockoff Tommy, mm-hmm. and, but they made him. They they that move. While I could see Tommy thinking that, I could see his violent nature screwing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he executed it perfectly. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how what they do with this Kane and, and, and Tyreek dynamic because Tyreek be like fuck Kane all this. Like Kane will say let's meet, and Tyreek like when he just walked off on him, like he was trying to. Explain to him about how uh, the suspect was gonna be Reynolds, and he was talking to him. And Tariq said, "Oh, got a text message, just walked away." So I'm interested to see how they're gonna keep playing out this dynamic between the two of them too. Um, because you know Kane is such a hothead. I don't know if him and Tariq are gonna be good business partners. Um, and that's why I think they're kind of moving towards. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that's gonna play out. I'm interested to see if Kane got any more mastermind schemes up his sleeve. Um. Trying to think what else I want to look forward to this year. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to get rid of Millgrave, which is suck because I, I used to like her on this other show that I really liked and she was really good. But they they just really wasting this woman's time and, and her talent. Yeah. So they need to get rid of her. Um, and then I think somehow, some way, they're going to find a way to bring Tasha back into this mix at some point. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how. I don't know why. Uh, and also, man, where 2 bit go? 2 bit was just shaking Tyreek down and then just disappeared. He never got his fifty thousand dollars. I think I think that's I think that's a good I, that's definitely a good observation, and I think it's one of those ones that we should probably just drop right now. Let it go, so that Until when he does pop up, it'll be it'll be just as sweet. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's got to come back around some point. Maybe he's gonna be heavy in a Tommy one. Possible. That's what the trailer Possible. for that that look kind of. I don't know. It don't look kind of fire. I gotta watch it. You haven't seen the trailer? I've seen like bits and pieces of it in passing, but like I haven't like given it full attention. It ain't nothing but a good minute. You should check it out. Okay. So they don't get too deep into it, but you see Tommy up to his Tommy ways. And it looked like, I thought he was was going out to the West Coast, but it looked like he in Chicago. Uh, Right, which I did catch that part of it. Like maybe this is his his road trip out to to the West because they definitely made that a heavy selling point. In his little, his yeah, little they even introduced the whole character. Just um, another Hispanic guy when he was working with the Serbs that I thought they was going to do a little bit more, but maybe that comes in once he gets his own show. And I think that's coming in like February 2022. So 
we we don't know y'all. Uh, we we haven't already been doing the spinoffs like all this like we didn't do Kanan. Uh, you know, we don't know if we're gonna do Tommy. We'll figure it out. Uh, you know, I like that we can do the ten of these and it's not overly burdensome. Because right. you know, once this podcast starts becoming like a job, I ain't going to do it no more. I already got really? a, I already got a job. I don't need another. But anyway, I'm Hell. just rambling at this point. Any closing uh, thoughts? Hey man, it's good to be back. We're glad to have y'all with us. Um, as always, hit us up. What's going on off the clock? Tell the people about that. Is it? Is uh, it we coming back? Th- that is the plan. I just got to sit down and do it. Um, now that I got you know a space, I need to learn the ins and outs of this of this new space, as well as like where I shouldn't record and mm-hmm. you know. Well, you sound pretty good today. Well, I had to turn off the um, <laughs> the the heat because like I'm where I'm set up right now. I'm right by one of the main vents. Oh, okay. And yeah, it was. I just I just straight Pretty up turned it off. But you know, it's just about getting comfortable, um, and figuring that out. But the plan is to, is always been to come back. I, there's still so many things I want to do with it. You know, along with the regular show, I still want to do the um, you know, the the stuff where I'm watching stuff in movies and TV series that I've never watched. Yeah. And I'm the waiting late on the, movie, curve on. the late reviews. Yep. Um, I still. I still want to do the Tinder Tales. Tinder I know y'all out here. Yeah, I'm I'm, out, I'm retired. I, Not, I think I, mean, I gave yeah. you all my best stories. And yeah, I, I, you know, I know people want to share their stories. I don't know why y'all being shy. Um, but yeah, you know, let's talk about it. Um, but yeah, you know, the plan is to get back into the to the to the bring off the clock off, 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 off the clock. No, I get it. If you want to find that, that's O F T H A. Clock Pod, pretty much everywhere, um, as well as Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? We we bringing back conversations with with Carlos? <sighs> Bruh, I have no idea, man. Like I, I want to do it, but it's just I, I know I'm not a solo podcaster, and just finding people who regularly want to do it is tough. But uh, we you might be, stay on the lookout. Conversation Carlos D's is not dead. Uh, we might come back with some surprises in the near future. Um, but I don't think I'm ever going to be at a point where, unless I'm doing like this, where I have a show that I'm reviewing, that I'm going to be doing like a week-to-week podcast. Um, I just don't, unless I get a new partner or something like that, I don't I don't see it in my in my future. Uh, so I just do it for fun. It's still a fun hobby. I still enjoy it. You know, I like to talk a lot of stuff, so I'm happy to do it. Um, of course, check out all the old previous episodes. We got uh, about, at this point, 20-something power reviews. If you count the original power of the last season, first season of book um, two, and then now in this one, um, also 52 episodes of the, the POP podcast. It was still on the same timeline or the same stream. Go back and check those out. Me and Christy talking. We had you on the final episode. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, it's a lot of material out there. If you just like hearing my voice, please feel free to follow me, like me, rate me, review all that fun stuff. But we back. Season right. two, we sophomores now. Exactly. We gonna graduate Canonical Studies. We, right. us and like we us and Brumisha, Brumshandria. Bru- 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 we we <laughs> we the only black people in the class. Right. That's from the that's, hood. That's the uh that that's the study group leader. We that's got people from. But she, she told us we can't do, we can't she can't be doing we she told us we can't be doing that stuff no more. We gotta we gotta do our own notes. So that's what we gonna do next week. Gotcha. All right. All right. So as always, from myself. Triple D, and of course, my partner in crime. This is Carlos D, y'all.
We'll see y'all next time.